Rolling from our problems contains some mature content. Content warnings are in the description below. Hi there and welcome back. I'm Weston, your DM. And I'm Ryan. I'm Jinsoul, the Changeling Sorcerer, level 3. And I'm Ravi. I'm Kogit, the Owlin Bard at level 3. And I'm Jonah, playing Lurk Grozix, the level 3 Swashbuckler Rogue, Bugbear. Oh, I should say my subclass. Of, Ooh, do it. Is that... That's what you did, right? Aberrant yeah. Mind Sorcerer. Nice. <laughs> Tired is my subclass. <laughs> Tired is my subclass, too. Tired DM. Tired but also, DM. my subclass is the College of Eloquence. Oh, that's nice. He's very eloquent. Total Party Killer DM. Total subclass. Party <laughs> I took the subclass of fucking menace. <laughs> TPK, TPK. TPK, TPK. DM uses... TPK! Dude, rolling up characters sucks so bad. Like, writing up a whole new character when you're not expecting to that do little that. little tiny toad sucks. uses three finger of death. Uh, <laughs> do you have less than 100 points? <laughs> okay. You are obliterated. No death saves. You are, you are dust. Cannot be resurrected. Save true resurrection. Oh, you you get shot. Spell. Or wish spell. You get shot by a... Uh, what is it called? A bolt... A ballista bolt? Uh, no, the the black hole bolt. What are they? It's made with a oh, portable hole and a portable bag of holding. Hole bag of holding. Oh. <laughs> you you get hit by fuck you the arrow. I love my parents, Drake and Ren, such wonderful people, so happy to be able to see them and be with them again. Unfortunately, I know this is only a memory and it is not so anymore. How I hate the deity of the far realm who took my happy life from me and thrust me into his living nightmare. But alas, I am with friends once more and maybe there is hope for me yet. From my darkness I awoke to a darkness but light shooting from my body and around my body as the cleric healed me of my wounds and my companion's wounds and I felt at peace for the rest of the evening. My memory is very faded of what happened during that evening but I remember a very pleasant taste but I was woken up during my discussion with the cleric as he created a salve for which purpose I do not know and he was going to make something from the mushrooms that we gathered from the cave. You're not even going to talk about how I staunched your bleeding and prevented your burns from getting worse Oof. with the hard tack, the strong, <laughs> the strong bread paste that I used. That was good bread. Oof. Oof. Who are you guys talking to? Uh, yes, I woke up with hard bread smeared on my body and it stopped the bleeding. You're welcome. And I understand it is very important for Lurk, so I am grateful for his sacrifice. Thank you. I heard talk after waking up of a little rabbit man that made Kogit hungry, and a furball and a stooped over horned goat man who no one really cared about and treated badly. I would have done the same, but I was not awake, sadly. So as we get back into our campaign, we are sitting, uh, I mean, we're all laying, sleeping in the cleric's home. We're actually going to start this session with dream sequences. So, Utah. 
It's time! So everybody go ahead and roll for order. Six. There's more room in yours than in mine. <laughs> Got an eight. <laughs> Probably would have been lower if I hadn't rolled in Robbie's. Two. You guys, I'm glad this is where those rolls went. Yeah, seriously. Okay, so we're going to start with Jinsoul. Roll for quality of dream at advantage while in the cleric's home. Oh. 18. So, Jinsoul, as you go to bed, you drift off to sleep. Your dream starts, and you're sitting on a roadside. The weather is clear. You've got a very small bag at your waist. The weather is brilliant, and your stomach is full. A feeling you're not always used to with your life on the road. I'll open up my bag and see what I have inside. You have a small amount of food, some nicer cheeses and such, as well as some, uh, like a sandwich that's wrapped in a waxed paper, as well as a note. You have a note from Clem Florin in here. Um, what does this note say? Dear Jinsoul, I hope that you are doing well. The woods have become a little more chaotic of recent, but it's nothing that I cannot handle. The elven gods are guiding me and watching over me. I still do hope you will consider my offer to worship with me sometime. The worship of benevolent gods would do you much good, I can tell. But alas, even if you do not choose to, here are many gifts. Know that though you may not have many friends in this world, I am one who wishes to support you and help you. And you know the messenger by which you can reach me, save you, need my support and help and guidance. Sincerely, Clem Florin, your friend and mentor. Lovely. As you kind of look over this note, your heart kind of swells with warmth to remembering one of the few friends that you have. And you're walking down this path on this brilliant day. You've grown used to hard weather, you know, and having to weather rain and tuck under bridges and stuff like that. You've had to, at points, perhaps steal <laughs> to get food. You've done all manner of simple jobs here and there. Well, they'll let you just to get by. But at this day, I mean, you've got a bag full of food. You have a note from a friend. And as you're walking down this road, you see a cart heading in the same direction as you coming up from behind. The rider is a plump man with thinning hair on the top of his head. It's a one-horse wagon, and in the back, it's tarped over, so you can't see what's inside of it. Hello, sir. Oh, how goes it? Ah, very nice. The weather is fine today. Ah, that it is, that it is. Would you like to see a magic show? I would love to perform for you for a bit of coin. Well, he slows his horse a little bit, and he says, Well, you know, I think I think I might enjoy that. The road is long and, quite frankly, quite boring, though the horse knows the way. Uh, hop on up here. Oh, I'll pay for your magic show. And he uh, reaches out an you. arm to sit you next to him on this cart. So, using my new cantrip minor illusion, I will reach my hand out in front of us as we're traveling. Since the horse knows the way, I won't worry too much about the driver being able to see much. Uh -huh. I'll, I'll wave my hand in front of us as little speckles of light shoot out from my fingertips 
among a black mist, and the lights will start to dance around and form into familiar constellations to the driver. Mm, and he, he kind of... And he starts to quote these these constellations to you, and, and oh, is that the belt of so-and-so? And, ah, yes. Yeah, have you heard this myth and legend of the, the great hero this and that? I have. Would you like to recount it for me? As he recounts it, I will use imagery on this black uh-huh. canvas to portray animations of the of the figures with utter glee he tells the story with the ferocity you usually only see in tavern bards as he spins this tale with your visual aid as it were and you ride like this for a good couple hours until you come to a small small village ah well thank you thank you much sir for the ride Oh, of course, and like says, here's your payment as, you know, as as we agreed upon. And he hands you a small bag of gold, as well as he kind of leans over and he's like, and, well, I don't have very many of these, but... And he opens his hand to show a couple small taffy-like candies. Jin Solwal reach for it, and as he unwraps it and, and smells it, his size is going to start to shrink a bit as Jin's grinning childlike face looks up and smiles at at the cavern at the at the driver of the cart and says thank you so much sir oh it's been oh ages my. since i've had candy oh well uh, uh you sure do have some interesting magic tricks i'm happy to to, to share you've made my ride today a, a gleeful one. Oh, thank you yeah my parents love it when i show them magic oh i hope <laughs> I hope it was a beautiful display. Oh, surely it was. Well, you have a great day. I'm going to enjoy this candy now. Oh, you you as well. I must continue on. My trade isn't in this village. It's in a in a bigger town, but I hope Lady Luck shines upon you as you trot these trails. May hope shine brightly for you. And with that, your dream fades. Lurk at advantage. Eh, 12. So Lurk. As your dream opens up, you are in a forested area. You're dressed in dark garb. Mm. I'm going to mm, look up and take in my surroundings. Okay. Go ahead and roll perception. Great. Love perception checks. Oh. Three. You kind of look around this forest in confusion, unaware of why you're here or what you're supposed to be doing. You're in the darkness of of night, lit by a full moon. You kind of see the shadows of these trees cascading around you. You're on like a small dirt path. You don't notice anybody or anything around you. The shadow of the moonlight is a little disorientating as you kind of whip around to look around you. Mm. I guess I'll just start walking down the pathway. Okay. After a little bit of time, you hear some rustling in the bushes. And you see a man step out in front of you holding a sword. Hello there. Uh, uh, just, uh, hand over your coin and no one gets, uh, hurt, he says, staring at your massive intimidating form. Am I armed? Um, no. I'm gonna say, sorry, mister, I don't, I don't have any coins. You mean shinies? Yeah, I don't, I don't have any of that. Hmm. His eyes kind of narrow and he says, this is your last chance. Last chance for what? To give me your coin. 
I just I I just told you that I I don't have any. And at this point, <laughs> you hear the sound of a couple more men stepping out from behind you. I says, "Didn't have to be this way." Mm, you're absolutely right. <laughs> and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna leap sideways and uh, into the bushes. Okay. I want to stealth. Okay, go ahead and roll the stealth. All right, dice, don't fail me now. Seventeen. 17. So you jump in the bushes. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, where'd he go? There's no way we lost him. He's huge. They seem to start searching the bushes, but don't know where you're at right now. So I want to go up to the very first one. Uh-huh. Like sneak up to him. Yeah, at this point, they're, they've waded off this trail around you into the bushes, and they've separated off these three different men. So not the one... Actually, yeah, the one that first spoke to me. Uh-huh. I want to stealth up behind him. And I'd like to make a grapple check. Okay. But I want to muffle him with one hand and then pin him to my body and then use my other hand to grab his sword wrist. Okay, go ahead and make that athletics check. Okay, 12. 12. That is enough to grapple him. And just like you said, you cover his mouth. And you now both have him grappled, one massive hand over his mouth, and the other, you grab his short sword. So I'm going to use my index finger as like the main for the muffle, right, on okay. his mouth. <laughs> and I'm going to be gripping his sword wrist very, very tightly, and I'm just going to whisper in his ear. I'm going to say, slip the hilt into my hand, and then I'm going to use the, the rest of my fingers and my thumb, and I'm going to just, so, like, slowly apply pressure to his neck. Yeah, you that's enough to... You don't even have to roll for that. He slips the, the blade into your hand. And I'm going to say, it didn't have to be this way, and I'm just going to clench my fist on his neck keeping the muffle. Uh, go ahead and just roll athletics again. Uh, 15. 15. That is enough. You hear this cracking sound, and he falls limp. I'm going to, like, lower him down uh, and just kind of set him in the bushes. Does he have a dagger on him by chance? Go ahead and roll investigation. 16. 16. Yep, you find a dagger and a small coin purse. I'll take both of those. Perfect. I'm going to stealth and approach the second. Okay. Brigand, do I have to make another stealth check or? For now, right now, the stealth check is still functioning. You haven't done anything that has broken that yet. Okay. I'm going to sneak up on the second one and I want to make a stealthy attack with the sword. Okay. So uh, just go ahead and roll the hit at advantage. He does not expect you. Is this a rapier? It would be a short sword. Okay. Okay. 24 to hit. Nice. Yeah. So is a short sword a D6? Uh, normally, but don't worry about damage for the dream. Okay. Uh, uh, how do you how do you kill this guy? So I take this short sword, and since it's so small for Luke, he's gonna hold it. <laughs> he's gonna hold it in reverse grip, and this this brigand is like stalking through the trees, and he walks past this like giant gnarled trunk, and as he steps past it, he just kind of hears this like foot pad on the forest floor behind him and Lurk is just going to appear like from off the tree and he's going to hook his fingers into the man's nostrils and pull him up and then using this reverse grip short sword he's just going to make this lightning flash attack right across the man's neck like almost decapitating him with this just imperceivable speed of a strike and he's just moving towards the next one Uh as he's moving he's drawing that dagger and as he's just moving like a wraith through these trees. He's going to loose the dagger on the next one and then keep running behind it so that the dagger is going to hit and then just a second later he's going to be there. 
All right. So go ahead and and roll to hit it this time. At this for with that dagger. At this point, this guy looks around, noticing he's alone, 21. and begins to panic and run as this dagger catches him in the back of his shoulder, and he stumbles. So as he stumbles, he hasn't fallen all the way yet. Lurk is gonna grab the hilt of the dagger still in his shoulder and apply downward pressure, and then sort of sweep in a downward and back motion uh-huh. and like flip the man onto his back using the hilt of this dagger as leverage. And once the man has fallen, Lurk is just gonna put a knee on his chest and put the tip of this short sword to his throat. And he's just gonna say, I'm sorry to do this to you, my fellow human. And then he's just gonna take the his other hand and just slowly apply downward pressure on the pommel until he feels the sword sink into the soil behind mm-hmm. this man and watches him choke on the last bit of his life. And then he's just gonna leave the sword and the dagger impaled in this man and then jauntily skip back onto the the path. (laughs) And that is the point that Lurk's dream ends. Lurk is gonna wake up with a nice grin and a feeling of contentment on his face for having done good service to his human world. Yep, (laughs) rid the world of some scum. All right, Kogit, it is time for your dream. Excellent. Yep, roll at advantage for quality of dream. 10. <laughs> 10 at advantage? Yes. Okay, Kogit, as your dream starts, you're back in a somewhat, you know, familiar place, but it's been quite a while since you've been here. This is a, a location from before your pirating days, even. You're in some sort of classroom <laughs> with, with many other people, and there's various musical instruments in this room. In front of you sits a very, very cheap, rudimentary lute. There's somebody at the front of the classroom drawing diagrams that don't quite make sense to you. They they're seem to be wibbly and wobbly in this dream, and the room is filled with discordant tones. Do-do? Insert discord message here. <laughs> <laughs> is the teacher speaking? Yeah, it sounds kind of like, you know, like in the Rugrats. Where it's like, whenever the adults are talking. Peanuts? Oh, is it Peanuts? It's Peanuts. Oh, yeah, my bad. Yeah, so that's what it sounds like (laughs) from the Peanuts. As you're kind of staring at this, is Kogut more of the type of bard who plays music like from heart and feeling rather than um, music theory? Oh, yeah, it's definitely from the heart. Yeah, so this teacher is up at the front trying to teach these fledging young bards... (laughs) Uh, music theory, but it means nothing to Kogut. <laughs> Kogut doesn't want to hear it. Kogut wants to play a little pirate song. Okay, Kogut, <laughs> go ahead and roll performance for your pirate song. Performance. Don't fail me now. Oh. Bobby, <laughs> you should start partaking of caffeine. <laughs> So you, you start plucking at your lute, and it's poorly made. It doesn't tune well, and you start plucking, and a string snaps. And the teacher looks over at you and goes, Kogut, listen to me while I'm trying to explain to you. I'm going to try again, this time with a different jam. Behind you is a other Owlin that you recognize, and he chuckles. Oh. That was going to be Velveeta. Cheese. Cheese. I don't think that qualifies as cheese. But uh, I'm going to ignore him. So you see Cleov snickering a couple seats behind you. Do you want to describe how Cleov looks? Uh, Cleov is a parrot of many colors. 
He is technically an Alan, but you know he uh -huh. looks like a parrot because he's just—it's a parrot sub race. Yeah. I also Claire that he does dye his feathers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's gotta—he's gotta look the most grandiose, obviously. <laughs> of course. And he is clearly a brown noser, even mm -hmm. though his his uh, beak is anything but brown. Literally, <laughs> it's very colorful. And that's just the kind of person he is. Yeah, he, he snickers behind you as your string bikes. And you see, he also has a loot in front of him. But unlike yours, it's a fine loot, a fancy loot even. I don't let it bother me because <laughs> I'm a strong, independent owlin. Okay. <laughs> Would you like to roll another performance check at disadvantage now that you've got a broken string? Yes. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> wow, it's good roll. Uh, performance, 20. 20. Dirty 20? Yes. Okay. So you, even with these three strings, it strikes you. You're like, oh, well, if I played it like this, I wouldn't need that last string. And you start piping out a little pirate ditty. And it's beautiful. And you see some of your classmates look over at you. And the teacher goes... Yeah, see, Co just like Hogan just did when you're doing the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like. <laughs> Insert copyrighted music here. <laughs> uh, Cleov tries to mimic you on his fancy loot and what is unable to. You hear the. <laughs> what a parrot indeed. You hear this awful fret buzzing against the loot and all of his strings are out of tune. <laughs> and he angrily just kind of like huffs as he sits back down. And that is where your dream ends, having outplayed nice. Cleo. <laughs> nice. A D20 came in clutch right at the end. <laughs> I'm cool. really glad that's the way it happened. So now everybody gets the benefit of a long rest. Woo! And a level up. And the level up. You're now level four. No. <laughs> I get a long rest too. Yes. Everybody gets an incredibly restful rest. Good night, Robbie. <laughs> and then Robbie you know, may not rest. Kogit may. <laughs> and then the day um starts. You can kind of smell food cooking in the kitchen by the time everybody wakes up. Uh is there anything you'd like to do as you wake up? As Jin Sol wakes up, he's going to reach his hand and out in front of him and with a wave of the hand create that black mist and the star formations in it again it's like ah i remembered my magic I'm going as he casts minor illusion mm -hmm. uh is there any specific pattern he paints in this illusion one of a eye and then the dots will form in a way that makes it look like it's slowly blinking and opening uh kogut is going to say hey guys i've been uh practicing a lot lately and I think I'm able to help a lot more with healing. I've learned how to cast lesser restoration. Wow. Can I say that? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> to a certain degree, you would be able to like label magic like that, surely. Okay. I've decided that I'm going to try and be a little bit more bold and brazen when we get in fights. So I'm going to do some lurking, and then do some stabbing, and then do some running away, and they won't be able to hit me. My magic feels a little bit more my own, and I, I have some fun fun tricks that I can play to destroy our enemies' minds now. Oof. What's up, Red? Oof. 
You feel better, better than you ever did, Red? <laughs> He's had the best meal of his life. He's running around in circles now. He leveled up purely because of eating steak. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was the reason. Let's, uh... It's not a steak. That was a divine meal. Let's go and check meal. on Cresbane, I guess. Not that he needs checking up on. Yeah, so as you open the door to this sick room, as he called it, you're hit with the smell of a wonderful meal of eggs and bacon garnished with garden herbs. Ooh, smells delicious, Cresbane. Ah, so you're up. I take it you slept well? Yeah, it was great. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. And uh, he kind of sets out these plates in this dining room for you four. Oh, we don't want to be much of a burden on you. No, the burden will come later. Even with the help of this brew, it it will be taxing on me. Well then, guess we <laughs> won't worry about being a burden now. And Lurk's just going to start <laughs> digging into these eggs and bacon. I'm going to start eating and say, delicious as always, Cresbane. Mm, thank is, you. <laughs> Koget is going to snatch it up in his beak, up into the air, and catch it and make quite a mess. <laughs> <laughs> There's this awful clacking sound between Koget snapping stuff around in the air and Lurk shoveling fistfuls of this eggs and bacon into his mouth. Surprisingly, Lurk doesn't make much of a mess. He just, he gets all of it into his oh, massive He's mom. very efficient with yeah. it, of course. <laughs> Jinsoul used utensils. Okay. Uh, and Red also does not use utensils. <laughs> makes a big mess across the floor. He kind of like sticks his snout against the plate while he's eating it and then like rocks around like a dog's bowl does and he ends up like walking it across the room and he's like in the in the living room with it at this point and he knocks it over. He's licking it off the floor. So who's making more of a mess? Koget Uh Would you Red? like to roll a contested roll? Yes. I don't know what you'd roll for making a mess. So just do a flat. Oh, performance can do. 20. (laughs) Koga, you make a brilliant... No, I'm sorry, 22. Yes, you make a bigger mess. (laughs) A brilliant mess, even. (laughs) Oh, that's what we were rolling for. Okay. I would have thrown it differently if that was the case. Oh, you wanted to roll less of a mess? No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. Okay. (laughs) Either way... I'll look it's over. almost artful how Koget paints the floor and walls <laughs> as he <laughs> chomps up at this food. Splendid. You are a strange one, Koget, but I am not one to speak of strange. <laughs> Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> There's a clattering of a plate as it like presses up against a chair and he kicks it over <laughs> trying to get more of the egg. <laughs> Poor Crespane. <laughs> <sighs> I'm gonna, after I finish off my food, I'm gonna look down and I'm gonna say, Reg, you're wasting it. And I'm gonna get down on all fours and start like, <laughs> like vacuuming up the food on the ground. This saint just watches this with his owl on his shoulder, just looking over this, this mess. After, after Lurk finishes helping the dog clean the floor, uh-huh. he's gonna perk up and he's gonna be like, Koga, are you gonna eat the rest of that? And then he's gonna start eating what's left on the table. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> he at one point, like, takes a bite out of the table like <laughs> his incisors make like these deep gouges in the wood and stuff 
There's uh, this horrid crunching sound as like the wood snaps in his teeth, and there's like a claw mark left in this fine wood table, like a teeth mark actually, not claw mark, teeth mark left in this fine wood table, and a sound similar to the crunching of hardtack as Lurk munches on this bit of wood. This beautiful table in the most beautiful home our Jin, characters have ever seen. Uh huh. Jin Soul won't say a word as he reaches out his hand and uses mending to fix the marks on the table. Crespain nods at you as you do this. <laughs> totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, if you've had your fill, the time is as good as any other. Bacon. Oh, would you like more bacon? Oh, no, I'm good. I, I was just saying that was good bacon. Oh, bacon. You're welcome. Are you ready? Ready. That we are. Yes. If you do not wish to be, you do not have to be in the room with me. It can be a terrifying sight to behold. I am familiar with those. I'm ready. Crispane begins to walk across his home. Back to a door on the opposite side of where you guys slept. And he opens his door. And this room is mostly bare. There's a chalk circle drawn on the ground. Filled with intricate runes and symbols. The most prominent of which being a lantern that sits at all four corners, one in the north, south, east, and west. He instructs you not to stand within the circle. So should I go catch a rat to put in the circle or something? No, it is I who will sit in the circle. You're a pretty big rat. I am no rat. (laughs) I think we should just, you know, sit and let Cresbane do his thing. I would assume he knows more about this than we do. Yeah, I'm sure. Yep. So I'll enjoy this display of magic power. So as you step into this room, standing on the outside of the circle, the owl also stays outside of the circle, and Crespane walks to the middle of this circle and kneels down. You watch as he unties the blindfold over his eyes, and as it falls, you see that his eyes aren't just blind, but they're missing entirely. Oh, shit. He sets the blindfold to the side, and he pulls out a simple glass that is glowing slightly with this golden light, and he takes a deep, ragged breath. (sighs) He takes this brew to his lips and tips it straight up and guzzles this slightly glowing drink. He then falls down onto his hands, the bottle clattering to the floor, and he begins to breathe heavy. <sighs> Ailey, lend me your eyes. Show me that which I cannot see. And you see pinpricks of light glowing from his empty eye sockets. Not just a golden light, but a bright white light tinged in gold. And he shakes on the floor. This light gets brighter and brighter till his eyes are essentially spotlights. And you can see as he begins to lift his face upward, shadows that seem to be dancing in this light. And he stares for a moment and then he he hacks and he coughs. I, I see, I see. And then he turns to the side and he vomits 
a thick, acidic bile now sitting next to him. But he presses on, breathing ragged. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Mist fills this vision. My eyes tread a land unfit for godly glow. A festering decay has began to bubble, biting at man and beast in all walks of life and unlife. The weave of magic has been warped and strained, and it continues to stretch. The mouth of the dying is starved, and you were branded as feed. Very few have escaped. Man and monster gather together in profane ritual. An ancient dreamer lies in foul chain. Fear those hungering for the deep blood and its all-consuming rot. Oh, gods help us. It may already be too late. And the glow fades from his eyes and he is left breathing raggedly in this circle. <sighs> oh, no, no, no. Uh, dark, dark days are ahead of us. Dark, dark days indeed. What did you see? Oh. There are many, many foulings afoot. Dreamers, dreamers were the gods before the gods. Somehow, some way, one's been captured. I do not understand the things I saw. They did not make sense. I have been here a very long time. It should not be possible. What possibilities are you speaking of? Nice. In the magic, it doesn't make sense. The things they've been doing, the things they can do. They've stretched it. They've pulled it. They've torn it. The weave of magic is at its limit. The weave of life and unlife is at its limit. And the blood, the blood, the deep blood. <sighs> we were to be feed for a god? The gods before the gods, or some perversion of them, I might say. What do we have to do to stop them? I don't know. I don't know. The mist, the mist, the pull, the weave. It stretched, it stretched, it pulled. Ah. And he begins to kind of clutch his face and his hands. I'm going to I'm gonna reach over and I'm going to pick up Kresbane and I'm going to carry him back to his rocking chair by the hearth. He almost seems smaller as he seems to curl in on himself a little bit. I'm going to go about starting a fire in the fireplace. Okay. Go ahead and roll survival. It won't be a very high DC. Okay. He's got all the fixings there for a fire. Survival. Let's hope it's low. It's, uh, 15. Yeah, that's well enough to start a flame. Yeah, I'm going to strike up a fire and I'm just going to say, rest now, Cresbane. You've done us a great service. Uh, thank you. Thank you, you. I I don't have... I'll need some time to to rest before I can help you anymore. I don't have the means to break the spell that's been put on your leg, but we can muddy it. What should we do in the meantime for you, Cresbane? Mm, mm, stoke the fire. And at this point, he seems to be shaking and shivering in this firelight as it cracks and bubbles. Lurk is going to pile on 
probably three or four more pieces of firewood and then he's gonna get down on his like low to this flame and you're gonna hear him just kind of take this massive like wolf blowing down a pig's house breath (laughs) fire flares up I use prestidigitation to make it flare up even more (laughs) (laughs) and I use gust so yeah this fire burns big and bright and brilliant (laughs) once the fire's well and caught I'm gonna say I'll go and gather some firewood thank you and he he just kind of curls up into himself and is frantically rocking in this rocking chair at this point whatever he saw has deeply terrified him and even he lacks understanding what he saw let me I'm trying to see if detect thoughts would be a bad action to use I mean if it's a bad action we could always use my time travel spell <laughs> you have a time travel spell no oh. <laughs> it might be more fitting to roll insight to see if he's hiding something because okay. uh, detect thoughts will only give you like surface level thoughts at first so basically anything's already shared essentially yeah okay it might I'll, be slightly more but i'll try to use insight to see if he's told us the things that he can mm-hmm. all right nat one <laughs> nat one you look at him and you as for determining <laughs> whether or not he's told you everything uh, well it's kind of hard to do you don't you, you can't really make heads or tails of it yeah you're very unsure whether he has more to say or not more doubtful now that you've looked at him <laughs> than before. <laughs> so yeah, you'd be able to go get your firewood and whatever else, and he continues to rest by the fire. When I'm getting this firewood, since I don't have an axe and Lurk is stupid, uh-huh. he's going and seeing dead limbs on trees, and then he's using his whip to like lasso them, and then he's just like jumping, breaking the branch cracking the branch over his forehead and then like (laughs) wrapping it up in the whip and just dragging back like four foot lengths of broken dead branch and he's just like tossing those on the fire excellent is there anything you two would like to do for a time flap my wings at the fire (laughs) okay so you continue to keep him warm and it's a good like hour before crespane speaks again and he gathers you up and he motions if you're apart he kind of motions for you to gather everybody up And he says, take courage, you unfortunate three. Your foes are everywhere in every walk of life, and your allies are few. You stand on the edge of an era. You are some of the few who have seen it coming. What are we supposed to do, Cresbane? I know not. This is bigger than anything I've ever seen. They've managed to pervert the very parents of the gods and harness them somehow. Their faces obscured with dark, inconceivable magics, magics that shouldn't be possible, that have never been possible. We can further burn your brand to muddy the vision of those who look. There is a a skilled artisan, Sayer, her name is. She dwells in the underbelly of Kaskara. She can bind that spell. Do you know her well? Not so. I do not care for the city of Kaskura. Let's see, Koget, you're newer to this continent, right? Yeah. Go ahead and roll me a history check to see if you've heard of it. It's a pretty prominent place. Eight. Eight. Uh, no, you've heard of it. It's a fairly big town, but you're unsure of what for. And he continues. Malark, 
Malark is a survivor like you. His, he was the soul of his group to get out. His mind is not as it was. He's in hiding under another name in Brineshire. Someone taking notes. We can we can get them afterwards. Oh, right. Also, we are recording this. We're literally recording this. <laughs> right. Can right. I roll like a history check to know where these towns are? Oh uh, yeah, we'll do that in just a minute. Okay. And then he says, "Avoid the Eastern Sea. <laughs> a horrible roiling lies beneath those waves." What kind of a beast? How many limbs does it have? The very sea bleeds. Truly awful. <laughs> Indeed. He says, and he, you hear this kind of sound. Uh, I'm going to find a bucket. He's going to roll constitution real quick. Do I find a bucket? Uh, roll investigation. Uh, or perception, rather. I got a five. <laughs> so you're looking around for this bucket, and you're like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And then you see, like, a bowl in the kitchen. And you rush for the bowl right as he goes all over the floor. And you smell this acidic scent along with normal vomit smell as it spills onto these fine wooden floors. (sighs) We'll, uh, clean that up. Uh, I I apologize. I, I I am not myself right now. Insert cleaning with magic. Noises. Kogit uses prestidigitation. <laughs> I s- swipe my hand over it like I'm using the force. Uh huh. And, and you're able to clear away this vomit. Um, but there are some acid burns in this fine wood floor. I will mend them. And then they're mended. <laughs> There's also the one in the summoning circle chamber. Oh yeah, too far away. <laughs> <laughs> and then he kind of stops for a minute, and he stops rocking. I and the lady have some gifts for you before you're on your way. I fear that you, unfortunate three, have the best shot of any to stop this. Look, despite your horrid form, your mind is truly that of a kind soul. Those who look on you in fear do not see the man within. Both your strength and gentle hand will be needed in times to come. Jinsel, we never spoke of your darkness because you did not understand it. No one deserves that. None of this is of your own fault. None of this. And Kogut, the world is currently in the greatest of storms. <laughs> Watch, record, and sing this world into a new age. I love storms! <laughs> he knows. <laughs> <laughs> and he then kind of gestures for the owl to go grab something. And this owl brings in a couple small packages, and he hands them out to each of you. You each have a package in front of you. I will I will grasp it. Thank you, Crespane, and I will open it. Jinsel, what you find inside, these are going to be homebrewed magic items is what they are. But what they are are bracers of defense with an added property. You can use the empowered spell three times per day if it's psychic damage that you're using, which allows you to re-roll Low numbers, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's freaking cool. Wow. Wow. This is incredible. I feel it tuning with my mind. Uh, And you can change the visual on this if you like, but I envision them as being sort of shifting form kind of deal. It seems at times to be like a mercurial metal that seems to bubble and sort of get 
images of eyes across it at times. You can change that if you'd like. These don't require attunement either. It's dope. That is very useful. I am grateful. Thank Ele. Not me. I didn't make them. Thank you, Ele. Thanks, Ele. You don't even know what you have yet. <laughs> Go ahead, Kogit. You can open yours. Okay. Don't mind if I do. I open it with my beak. You open it with your beak. And out falls what looks like a simple bag. Ayo. There's a bag in the bag. Even better. <laughs> you go ahead. You don't need a roll for this. You recognize something. Uh, well, actually, no, I think Crespin would have to explain it. He goes, ah, D, that there is. And it's a, uh, do you, do you know what a bag of holding is? Kogut? Oh, no. Well, <laughs> it is a bag that is much bigger on the inside than it is the outside. However, this one is for the more, this is for the more discreet sort. It is intended to be tucked in one's hat. <gasps> oh, that is so cool. It also has a hidden pocket within it of half the size. Oh my word. <laughs> so you have a bag of holding and a half. A bag of holding and a half, and the half is hidden requiring a higher DC investigation check to That's find. Cool. Wow. With a bag of holding, if you dump it upside down, everything falls out of it, right? The opposite is true with the hat of holding. If you flip your hat upside, it then starts rocketing out. Oh my. <laughs> so you have to, so in order to insert it, you have to pull your hat off and then put things up into it. Uh huh. Because if you, so if you tip your hat off like this, you're, all of our shit's going to go flying. Out. Top except of the for, morning, Except to you. for the secret one. That one is, is safely secured, but. That's funny. <laughs> wow, that's really funny. I love that. Thank you so much. I love hats. <laughs> I'm gonna use one of my claw-like fingernails to pop open this parcel. Okay. And as you do, a brilliant flow of cloth spills out of it. Whoa. As you lift it up, it seems to be a thin and simple black fabric cloak. But as you move it side to side, it seems to unfurl in many different types of fabric shimmering with these different dark colors, different iridescence, opalescence, some glittery, some matte, but only while the cloak is moving. This cloak allows you to cast Disguise Self on yourself once per day and allows you, as a bonus action, to break line of sight. Yes! And a dramatic flur. Yes! <laughs> Flourish. That's freaking sick. I'm gonna tear my old ratty cloak <laughs> off and I'm gonna toss it in the fire and I'm gonna just like... <laughs> Don this thing like I'm the prince of the palace, bro. It, it is a very fine looking cloak. Despite its initial simple appearance, every single time there's like a flourish of movement, it seems to pull apart in these many different types of fabrics. That's awesome. That's really cool. So I will don the bracers and lift them up and say, I see you, Kogit. <laughs> As the bracers blink at Kogit. I've got a new hat. <laughs> it actually tucks inside your current hat. Oh. And can be transferred between hats. Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a new hat accessory. I've got an accessory for my accessory. So for the bracers, that's in power three times a day? Yeah. Yeah. And that costs metamagic? Or no, without the cost of metamagic. Oh, okay. How long does that's this really guy's awesome. self last? I think normally an hour. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. And after that, he then has the owl collect up three 
healing ointments. It's an actual item in D&D Beyond. It's restorative ointment is what it's called. And he gives you each a bottle of this as well as a healer's kit, the med kit thing, and a very small crystal vial. And that crystal vial contains essentially one use of greater restoration. Wow. Whoa. Better not drop this. Is that a custom <laughs> item? That might be. I thought the hat of holding was pretty damn good. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. He continues to breathe raggedly by this fire. Cresbane, is there anything else that we can do for you before we make our way to that one city with that one lady that you talked about? I will be fine before you head out. Let us burn those marks. That is much appreciated. I thought it was burned to get on me, so we're going to burn them off? Yes, it will muddy the vision of those who intend to look through your mark. I cannot get rid of the spell, but I could at least muddy their eyes, so to speak. That would be great. What do we do? Come here. You first, Kogit, and I'm going to (laughs) like pat him on the back and like shoot him forward towards Kresban. I waddle. And actually... He would try to do this at the same time with all three of you. So he gets everybody up in front of him. Mm. and I'm going to hold Red. Yeah, Red is there as well, all four of you. And he places his hands out in front of him. You feel this warmth starting on that mark, and then it burns. But it doesn't burn to the point that it hurts, but you can smell your skin burning and melting and any hair that was there burning away. It is an awful scent, but you don't feel that pain as this horrid brand is burnt off you. You are all suddenly slammed into a vision of a bloodshot eye tinged in purple, and you hear a man scream. In the sort of spinning just past these eyes, you see the view of the aspen trees on the mountain that you've been climbing. And that is where we will end tonight's session. Oh, brutal. Cresbane's in danger now. Thank you very much for listening to our podcast tonight. We enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed it. You can find me on YouTube at Rock and Load and on Twitter at Rock and Load Tweets. And you can find all of us on Twitter at RFOPcast. It's great for updates on our podcast campaign and everything else. Our subreddit is Rolling From Our Problem. Great for memes and discussion threads. Our email is rollingfromourproblems at gmail.com to reach out to us and talk to us. And our TikTok is rolling from our problems. Subscribe to get notifications for our latest episodes. When we have a Patreon up, be sure to check it out sometime. And this is a five star only rated podcast. <laughs> Self proclaimed. <laughs> For this episode's episode of The Ruling, we're going to be talking about armor class. The Um, Ruling. (laughs) Armor class is determined by quite a few things, but it's the role that any creature wanting to attack you has to make in order to hit you. Anything below your armor class number counts as a miss. Anything above it counts as a hit. Natural 20s always hit even if your AC is higher than 20. Your armor class is made up of your the armor that you're wearing and the stat that it gives, your dex modifier, and then certain class abilities or racial abilities. For example, a turtle gets a bonus to their AC due to natural armor, and barbarians get a certain stat 
for unarmored defense. Heavier armor will give you better AC stats, but it comes at certain disadvantages, typically to stealth. That's been <laughs> your ruling. Yay! Yay. Thank Th you for thank coming you for to listening. our podcast. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Good thing we recorded these. Uh-huh. <laughs>